there are a couple of things that I've always wanted to do. Number one, and it's weird, so <laughs> get ready for that. But number one is to do an infomercial. I think infomercial acting is hilarious to me and I've always wanted to <laughs> be able to make everything look like a mess until the product just like swoops in and solves it all. And the other thing I wanted to do is produce shows based on popular shows. And this is what this series is going to be about. So you know how, I don't know if you're a House Hunters fan, but there's House Hunters on HGTV. Well, this is going to be Curriculum Hunters on CYBP, Catch Your Breath Podcast. And I want you to think of this as a guided tour through your maze of homeschooling curriculum. Almost inevitably, when someone asks me about homeschooling, if they find out that I homeschool, if they tell me they want to homeschool, almost always the next question is, what curriculum do you use or what curriculum should I use? And even though I have some of my own favorites, I really don't believe that that's the question that we ask first. And so in this series, I want to equip you with the tools that are going to help you to make your own choice when you're choosing curriculum. And don't worry if you've already started the school year, if you've already chosen curriculum, this is going to serve you in thinking about all of the different aspects and, and concerns that you should put into place when you're thinking about curriculum so that if you need to change, you'll be able to do that. So in this series, we're going to tackle four big questions that are going to be useful to you as you're navigating this whole homeschool journey. And that's going to be how do you sift through all the different options without losing your sanity? How do you budget for this curriculum without the stress and without the overwhelm? And how can you customize a curriculum that can meet your family's unique needs? And then finally, if the curriculum isn't working for you, how do you pivot gracefully? How do you change it? We're going to break that down into four different episodes. But before we even get to that, in this episode, we're going to set the groundwork to be able to address this. And I believe that that has to start with our mindset around curriculum. So in this episode, we're going to look at seven things that I want us to be really clear about as we start to think about our curriculum choices. If that sounds like something that you're a little curious about, if, or if you're on the hunt for curriculum, then this is the episode for you. So let's dive in. Hey, homeschool mom. Are you feeling a little stressed out? Are you tired? Are you downright exhausted from trying to do all the things? Are you feeling overwhelmed by everything you think you should be doing? Or are you afraid that you're just not doing enough? Well, I want you to know two things. Number one, you are not alone. Trust me, we all have these feelings. And number two, you're in the right place. I'm Inga Masik, and this is the Catch Your Breath Podcast. Here, we'll talk about the fears and the emotions that we usually keep to ourselves. And you're going to get some practical strategies to reduce your stress and to make your journey a little easier so you can walk in the freedom and the joy of homeschooling. So whether you need a moment to laugh, a moment to cry, a moment to yourself, or something in between, I pray that you will take this moment to catch your breath. Ready, set, 
breathe. I am excited about this episode because it is something that I get asked all the time. And so I know that it's on our minds. And even if you've already started homeschooling and you've already started this year, you can still use this information to help you as you navigate throughout the curriculum choices because many times we don't necessarily end up with the curriculum that we started with. And so I hope that this helps you. But before we even jump into it, and before I even check in with you, I need to just apologize for my voice. I am fighting a cold and so I'm sure I sound very nasally. My throat is kind of scratchy. I'm trying not to cough as I talk to you this try to pause and drink my water so that you don't hear a lot of coughing. So I want to apologize for any craziness that happens during this. And I want to check in with you and see how are you doing. Have you made a commitment to yourself this year that you will prioritize your self-care, that your wellness will be a critical and important part of your homeschooling journey? No matter where you are on that journey, if it's not something that you've prioritized and if you're seeing signs of that, then you can always press pause, you can always rewind, you can always do some things differently. But you want to be intentional about that because we know that we know that we know that if we are not okay and we're not able to show up completely, then our children are going to suffer. And we're doing everything we can to make sure that doesn't happen. And so one of the things that we have to be doing to make sure that doesn't happen is taking care of ourselves. So I am praying for you that that is something that is top of mind, top of priority, and that if at any time you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed or like you can't do that, that you remember to just check and see, have you actually prioritized your self-care? I'm going to talk about self-care a little more as we go through this series, but this first episode I think has to be where we start before we even dive into anything else. It's where I encourage anybody who asks me, <laughs> They, If they ask me that question, they probably are thinking that they just wanted a couple of words about um, curriculum that I love, but really I go back into these questions and just ask them this because I want to make sure that whatever you hear, and it's okay to ask for input, and we'll talk about that in the next episode. It's okay to ask for input, but we want to make sure that when we're asking for that, we have a framework we have a way that we're processing that information. And so this is what I want us to be able to do. So in this, let's talk about those seven areas. Number one, and I believe that this is key, and you will hear me say this if you listen to more than one episode on this podcast. You will hear me say this over and over and over again, ensuring that everything that we do is aligned with our why and our what. Our why is why we're homeschooling. Our what is what we want our children to be able to say or do or feel about homeschooling at the end of the journey. It's also what we want to be able to see, feel, hear at the end of the journey. And that what is also what do we want to accomplish. I hope you can see that that is so key when we think about then choosing curriculum because the curriculum that we choose has to be aligned with those things. No matter what anybody else is doing, no matter, no matter what anybody else is saying, we want to know that I am choosing something that is going to allow me to continue to accomplish my what. If I get something that is completely off from what I'm trying to accomplish, what I desire to accomplish, it doesn't matter how amazing the curriculum is, I'm not going to think it's being successful. 
Because when I look back at the end of even that year at the journey and wondering, well, why didn't that turn out the way that I wanted to, especially if the curriculum is in conflict with that, then it is going to affect me. So for instance, if you know that a part of your why and your what has to do with your Christian faith, it's not that you can't choose secular curriculum, but you have to think about how does this curriculum really help to enforce what I'm trying to accomplish. And if it doesn't, you have to ask yourself, can you customize it, which we can talk about customization, or do I need to choose something completely different? So you're looking at your why and your what, that's going to help you to determine it. The next thing you want to remember is, and I think this is probably the most important thing out of everything, is that the curriculum is your tool. You get to choose how you use the tool. First of all, you get to choose which tool you choose, you use, and then you get to choose how you use it. But the reason why I think you must start with your why and your what is if you don't know what you're trying to accomplish, how can you know what tool you need to use to accomplish it? And so that's why you start with that blueprint, that framework, that foundation of your why and your what before you then move to, okay, what's the tool that I'm going to use? And then remember that because it's a tool, you get to dictate how it's used. It doesn't matter if the tool has 180 lessons. If you do not feel like you need to do those 180 lessons, look at how you can, as we said, as I said, we're going to do talk about customization, how you can customize it because you don't ever want to feel bogged down by the things in the curriculum that aren't really meeting or serving you or your family. Because it's a tool, if you are doing curriculum and it has seven parts and five parts are the parts that you feel are instrumental and key in what you're doing with your child, what you're trying to accomplish, but there are two that you're like, I don't know, I could, I could leave this. I don't know that it's necessary. And when we're talking about that customization, you have already read through because you've already done your research. You know what the scope and sequence is. You know the preparation. You know where they're going. So you're going to be able to make an educated decision about do you need this? And when you do this, I don't want you to feel like, well, if they wrote the curriculum. They know all the pieces that are necessary for accomplishing this goal and this task. Absolutely. However, they don't know your child. They don't know your family. They don't know what your child's already bringing to the table. No matter if they you've done varying grades they don't know what your child is really like and so you are able to say you know what they could do without this or you can plug some more and think things into it just want you to feel empowered that you get to choose this tool the curriculum in any way that you want to and that goes into point number three that you are the driver you are the one that is in control of this curriculum. One of the things that I tell people about when they ask about some curriculums that I've, I've loved and tried and true is uh, Christian Light Units, C-O-U, C-L-E. Some people love it, some people don't. We have enjoyed using it, especially for a specific subject. But we use it the way that I feel is most beneficial to us. Most of their, their um, units are broken into 10 books, and so there are two quizzes in those books, and then an assessment at the end of that unit. So there's like 301, 302, 303. And so what we'll do sometimes when I'm trying to determine, or I think, because I've been with my children, I think, you know what, I think they know this already. We start with the assessment. 
We might start with the quiz that's halfway through, or we might just go to the end, look at the, have them take the test and say, oh, okay, actually, you know, th uh, seven out of these 10 things. So really only these three do we need to focus on. And I'm not telling you that that's how you have to use it, but because I'm the driver here, I then can create and ensure that this tool is used the best for my children. And when I do that, I don't feel like, wow, they're so bored. Um, I wish I could change this, but I can't because I have to do this. No, I'm able to say, okay, they got this. We can move on. And my children know that once they have acquired that knowledge, that that's what we're focused on. We're looking to see, do you know this information? And we're looking to see what information do you still need to know? And then we're going to address it that way. CLU, once again, is also a lot of workbooks. And so even though it's workbooks, I might do, I do, I love stations and centers. So I might pull that page out, put it in a center, put some manipulatives or some hands on with it and have them work through it that way. I could even take it and say, all right, we're not, I'm not going to have you write it down. You can dictate it, dictate it to me. I'll ask you the questions. I'll look and see what's in there and say, okay, I actually want to do it this way. Any of that can only happen if I believe that I am driving this. Or better yet, if it makes you feel more comfortable that your child is driving it so that your child, you're able to see, okay, what do they know? What's going to work best for them? And I want that to be the thing that's going to help me. Number four is that there's no perfect curriculum. No matter how much you search, you try, you research, you ask questions, you ask input, you go to the conferences, you flip through. There's never going to be a perfect curriculum. There's going to be curriculum that you love, but even in that, there might be something within that curriculum that you're like, I don't necessarily love that. But if you're looking for perfect, because you'll never find it, you might consistently change. And so if we can get into the mindset that it's not perfect, but if it has, you're going to set up some criteria that you know you must have. What are those things that you know you must have that are very necessary? If it has those things, if it has 80% of it, if it has enough of it that you can customize or add the other things, that might be the curriculum for you. But if we're searching for perfection, chances are we're not going to find it. Because even if you find a curriculum that you love for your family and you have four children, three of those four children, it might work very well with them. The last one, you might have to do a lot of adjustments or you might even have to change. And that can break your poor little heart, but it might, it could happen that way. So we want to just think about that. We might, might not necessarily find a perfect curriculum, but we could find an excellent fit that will actually work for us well for this time period, because it may be perfect. I'm doing the air quotes. It may be perfect for this school year, but not so much for the next school year. And that's okay. Number five is that we have to trust our intuition. Because we know that there's no perfect curriculum, sometimes, even though we've done a lot of research, even though we hear everybody else saying how amazing it is, we might be in a place where we think, I just don't feel good about this one. I just don't think I want to do it. I don't think that it's going to be great for our family. And you got to trust that. Or you may say, you know what? Everybody else is saying that this that they don't love it, that they didn't like it. I'm, I'm not finding as many people, but I've looked through it. I've. It looks like it's going to meet the needs of our family. Then go ahead and do it. 
because we've got to be able to trust that as the mom that we know what our children need and it's that internal internal compass that knows best and so that's that intuition that that feeling that we're just like I can't really articulate it or even if somebody's asking you well why why do you love it so much it just works for our family and you have to be okay with that the sixth one is that we can have faith as our foundation and when we think about that as Christian homeschooling moms we want to remember that we can take this to God too because sometimes we feel like there's certain things that we can take to him, but then there's certain things that we have to leave off and we can take it all to him. We can actually say, I don't know. I need help. I need support. I need guidance in making this choice and we can pray about it. I will say that this, that is one of those areas that I struggled with for a little bit because of my background and I hate that. Um, and I've had to press pause and remember to take that back to him to so that I know that I have given him my choice and asked him is this the best thing or sometimes say you know lead me to what's what's going to be best for our family and I feel like I've done that more this year because I had some very specific things in mind some specific goals because we're talking about the planning making sure you're goal setting and as I looked at my goals I was like I don't know if I'm going to find what I need or if I'm going to have to create it. And while I, you know, think it's exciting and very plausible even and feasible to create a curriculum based on my family's unique needs, based on my unique needs, it also can be a very overwhelming and daunting task in the midst of all of the other things that you're trying to do. And so it wasn't an option that I wanted to to land it wasn't what I wanted to do but I still prayed about it and said okay I know what I want this year to look like and so can you please guide me in finding what's best for our family or give me peace about creating it and what I love about that is I don't even remember how but I found a curriculum that really had many of the things on my list and so I know that prayer works and even that, because as I was looking at it, I was like, oh, yes, yes. Oh, wow. That has a lot. And the things that it does, and I'm like, I think I can add that. I, can, I think I can plug that in. So I know that prayer works. And then finally, number seven. Remember that the curriculum is about you too. Remember that when we are thinking about curriculum and homeschooling even, we're constantly thinking about our child and we should. We have to make sure that we recognize that we're homeschooling our children, but we cannot remove ourselves from the equation. So as you're thinking about curriculum, remember it's about your comfort. It's about your preferences. It's about the things that are going to help you to be able to support your child well. So if you know I need a curriculum that's going to be a little more scripted. Then that might be where you're starting with. That you say, I actually, it's got, even if it's not all year, but if you're just starting, if you're in your first you know, year or two, or if you are transitioning from elementary to middle school to high school, and you just feel like I would be more comfortable if I had something that was scripted, trust that gut and go looking for that. 
look for scripted curriculum see if you can find one now if you've exhausted all of that and none of them are the kind that you like then yes you can now move to the next thing but start there start with the thing that you feel like you need trust that even when it doesn't work out perfectly it's okay i love reading love it it is it's an obsession addiction whatever you want to call it but it is my thing i love it and i didn't actually know that there was a curriculum like that but i found a curriculum where there was so much reading and so many books and for sure i thought that's exactly what i need but when it and there's nothing wrong with the curriculum it just didn't work for our family i was gonna say what the reason is but i think it was just the 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 when the reading is not for your own enjoyment it's like every single thing has to be read it becomes challenging especially then because i didn't have as many readers i had my oldest was a really strong reader my second was just learning and then i did my youngest two were really young i think my daughter was not i think just in kindergarten and or something like that but either way my point is that i thought it would work because of who i am and what i love and it didn't and so we were able to find some things that i'm able to do that reading part but what I'm saying is try. Trial and error is probably that bonus piece that there's going to be some trial and error as a part of this. And so if we can get in our mindset that it doesn't have to be perfect, I won't always get it perfect. And that's okay. If it isn't, then we can have some peace and then we can go into this now ready to choose the curriculum. So just to recap, the seven mindset things that we really want to make sure we have as we move into choosing curriculum is aligning our why with our what, making sure that that is clear in our choices, that we recognize that curriculum is just a tool and we get to choose what tool we use and how we use it. Remembering that in that we are the drivers so that we get to have control and use our agency really in how we approach this whole curriculum thing they're learning all of that we want to remember that there's no perfect curriculum so no matter what curriculum anybody else says is perfect for their family or that we think is going to solve all of our problems chances are it will not and that is okay we want to remember to trust our intuition and know that we have an internal compass that's going to lead us and while we're looking at that internal compass and trusting our intuition number six is that we are trusting God that we have faith as our core because we're Christian moms and so we are taking these choices to him before during and after asking him to help us direct us lead us guide us in that place where we can find what we need and then while we're using it we're asking him to lead us to guide us to help us to be able to make the right choices and how we customize it and how we use it and then we're praying over the end the outcome because remember we don't have to do the multiplying he is going to do that and then finally we want to remember that the curriculum is about us too as the mom we have to be thinking about what we need in a curriculum as well as what our children need so they are we're thinking about the outcome but we've got to help to get them there and so we want to make sure that we're thinking about that we're going to be talking a little bit about some of these as we go through these series but just as a recap our next episode we're going to talk about choosing the curriculum i'm excited about that because this is where we get the bulk of the questions as homeschool moms right everybody wants to know what are you choosing how are you choosing it 
What do you love about it? And so we want to tackle that and really pay attention to specifically what are the things that we need to look for so that this is not a stressful situation because choosing curriculum, as you know, can be very, very stressful. And I want you to have your sanity when you're done with that. And then after that, we're going to talk about budgeting for it and really not even budgeting. I should just say the financial part of it. Like how do we, how can we make it cost effective? Because it can get very expensive if you have more than one child. And so we want to look at some simple cost effective ways that I'm still learning, but I have learned some from some amazing friends who do it really well and just taking notes on all that they've been doing. Then we're going to talk about how you customize it, which is one of my favorite things, because you can end up making a curriculum that has most of what you need end up being amazing for you when you're using it as the framework. And then we're going to end with if this curriculum is not working for you, what can you do? Because you don't have to be stuck with it if you do not love it. And I will give you some some pointers and tips so that you don't feel like you're always chasing the next curriculum. But I want to help to set this as the foundation so that when you are finished with this series, you feel empowered to make some curriculum choices for you and your family and to find the right curriculum for you. If you're on the hunt for curriculum, this is the series for you. And I can't wait to see you next time. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this episode empowered, equipped, and most of all, encouraged you. Don't forget to share your thoughts on today's topics because I'd love to hear how you're implementing these strategies. And you can do that in the free community where you can connect with me and other like-minded moms. You'll get some practical tips for homeschooling and teaching your child, managing your stress, and prioritizing your self-care. You can also ask questions there. You can participate in the fun challenges. And of course, you can celebrate your wins because we like to party over there. Also, if this was helpful and you know that it can be helpful to someone else, leave a review or, or share this with another homeschooling mom who needs to catch her Mommy! Mommy! <laughs> well, <laughs> that's my cue. But before I go, I want to leave you with these words from Philippians 4, 6-7. I pray that you won't be anxious about anything, but that in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, you would present your request to God and that you will experience the kind of peace that surpasses under Understanding as you navigate the stresses of life and homeschooling. Until next time, remember to take a moment to catch your breath. <laughs>